Well, all right. Good morning, 11 a.m. service. How we doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, my name is John Jorgensen. If we haven't had a chance uh, to meet yet, uh, my wife Erin and I, we have been a part of Soul City Church for a few years now. Uh, but earlier on in our relationship, before we came to Soul City, before we were even married, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know Aaron's extended family. Anyone ever have the pleasure of meeting and getting to know your in-laws, yeah? Uh, and so for me, the, the first time that I met Aaron's grandfather and he found out that I do work within the church, he told me a joke, just like any good grandpa would, right? But here's the thing about that joke. Pretty much every single time I have seen Aaron's grandfather since that moment, he has told me that same joke like any good grandfather. And I thought to sort of start our gathering today, I thought to do him honor, I would share the joke with you all. Is that okay? Can I do that? Okay, okay. Here's the thing though, you, you have to promise me something. When I tell you this joke, you have to promise to laugh, okay? Because I don't know, he could be watching online and if you don't laugh, you might get me in trouble, okay? Don't put me in the doghouse, promise? Okay, here it is. So pretty much every time I see Aaron's grandfather, he says, John, you'll never guess what happened when I went to church the other day. I say, what? He says, the priest, he opened up his sermon by asking the congregation, what is the holiest vegetable? And then he folded his hands and said, let us pray. <laughs> you promised! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, oh gosh, oh gosh. Anyway, this morning, um, we are actually planning to sort of center our gathering around this topic, this topic of prayer. Uh, and, and before we get into exactly how we're going to structure this, because this morning, uh, for those of you who have been here before, this morning's going to look a little bit different. But before we get into that, I do want to say that I acknowledge and I am sensitive to the fact that all throughout this room, we all have different experiences and histories and sort of feelings towards prayer, right? I think each and every one of us, when we hear that word prayer, we probably get a different picture in our head. Like for some of you, uh, the picture that you have of prayer is that, well, prayer is a performance, right? Like you feel this pressure that when you pray, you have to say certain religious words or you have to sound really passionate or, or you ever, maybe you've heard someone pray or had someone pray for you and you're like, why do you sound that way? Like, you don't use those words in day-to-day -day conversation. You feel like they're kind of putting on a show for you. Uh, others of you, perhaps, your picture of prayer is that prayer is a petition, right? And you really only find yourself praying when you want something, you know? So you have something to petition God for, and so you just kind of throw up a prayer, hope to cover your bases. Uh, even others of you, for you, um, your picture of prayer is actually that prayer, prayer is a problem, Yeah? I, either you really only turn to prayer and praying when you have a problem in your life, or actually maybe uh, because of an experience in your past, whether uh, the religious upbringing you had, or maybe a prayer that you prayed in your past that went unanswered, or maybe just doubts that you're wrestling with of, oh, well, God, does God actually listen to prayer, and does he actually respond? Maybe for you, you're sitting here this morning, and this whole subject of prayer has actually become pretty problematic for you. And I want you to know that whatever your sort of picture is, I, I'm, I'm sensitive to that this morning, but I want to center us sort of around a picture that I want us to hold in our minds of prayer. Uh, last summer, our small groups pastor, Sean Del Beccaro, taught a message on this very topic, uh, on the topic of prayer. And 
in it, he gave us a, a definition that I just thought was fantastic. And so I wanted to start by reminding us of it. He said, prayer is how we practice being present with God. That's it. It's how we practice being present with God. You see, the thing about prayer is prayer is actually not a performance. While it can be very inspiring and, and people praying for us, it, it can fill us with hope, it's not meant to be a performance. Prayer is not a petition. It's not just a petition. There's nothing wrong with asking God for things. God, God desires that we do that, but, but it's not a petition. It, it, prayer is not a problem, even though we can bring our problems to God. Prayer is not primarily any of those things. Really, at its heart, prayer is a practice. It's just how we practice being in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Prayer takes practice. And it's a practice that we actually see highlighted all throughout the Bible. But specifically, and I think this is so important, we see prayer highlighted consistently in the life of Jesus. Every single gospel account consistently highlights how Jesus was committed to prayer. We read about Jesus kind of sneaking away and setting aside time to pray. We, we even get to read and sort of listen in several times throughout the Gospels of Jesus' actual prayers that he would pray for people. You see, Jesus, he was intensely committed to this practice of being present with his heavenly Father. And for us here today, uh, we like to say our, our mission here at Soul City is to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And this practice Prayer is actually a fundamental, foundational way that we can enter in and develop that relationship with God by practicing being present with him. But even more than that, as a result of our prayers, I actually believe that our prayers, God can use them to transform not only our hearts, but the lives of those around us. I mean, I know it might sound a little religious, but I actually believe that we should pray for the people in our lives. Like, I actually believe our prayers make a difference. Our prayers for the violence in our city or our prayers for the division in our country or injustice around our world, I actually believe that the God of heaven is still attentive to our prayers and he's still responding to our prayers. I actually believe that. And so today, like I mentioned, we're actually going to do something a little bit different in our gathering. I'm not necessarily going to stand up here and, and teach a message on prayer, but rather what we are about to do is... This morning, we're going to enter into somewhat of an extended uh, prayer time where we get to experiment with some different practices of prayer. We're actually going to practice this together this morning. And before you start running for the door, let me say, let me say, okay, be patient with me. We have been very intentional to put this together in a way that is going to be safe for everyone. And, and when I say safe, what I mean is we're not gonna ask you to do anything crazy or weird, okay? So you can take a deep breath. Like, I'm not gonna single somebody out and be like, you, stand up, pray over all of us, you know? <laughs> we're not gonna like sit here for five straight hours in silence, okay? We're not, we're not. Uh, but actually, what we're gonna do is over the next 20 to 25 minutes, I'm just gonna lead us through a number of different expressions and structures and ways of praying. And some of these structures, they're ancient. Like, they've been around for centuries, right? Before your grandparents, right? And so some of them might feel very familiar if you grew up in a certain tradition. Others of them, they're gonna be kinda new, right? They're a little more experimental. And so it, you might be doing some things in this room and engaging in some things that you've never really done before. And so I, while I say that this is going to be a safe space, I also wanna ask for all of us to just enter into this with open hands and with a spirit of experimentation and willingness. Can we do that today? 
Yes, thank you so much. The last thing I'll say before we get into it is the reason that we're doing this is twofold. Number one, so that you can get some practice, right? If, if you've come here uh, for a few weeks, you probably have seen we usually give you homework at the end of the message, a way for you to go and apply it in your life. And if you're like me, well, let's just say it. You don't do the homework. Like, I don't do my own homework, people. Come on. Um, sometimes. Sometimes I do. Don't, don't think too bad of me. But, uh, but really what we have a chance to do is get, get sort of a head start on our homework here together in class. And I think it could be a really cool opportunity. But also the second reason we're doing this is just to give you maybe a few more tools to put in your prayer toolkit. So that if you're just afraid or maybe you don't know what to say when you pray, you can lean on these practices. So, are we ready to try this together? Some of you are not ready, and that's okay. We're going to go into it together, okay? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take some time to just center ourselves and pray on a personal level. We're going to take a few moments and be a little selfish with our prayers by, by praying for ourselves and by praying for our inner circle. Maybe think about your family or, or, or your close friends, maybe a spouse if you're married. And the way we're going to do this is through what's called a prayer of examine. Now, this is a practice that I actually was just recently introduced to a few weeks ago. So I'm really new at this specific practice as well. And what it's meant to be is it is meant to be a prayer of meditation and reflection, where we just take time to slow down and simply just reflect on our day. That's all. And like I said, I've only been doing this for a couple weeks, but it has been really transformative for me because I don't know about your life, but for me, when I start to get busy, and I so often do, my days can sort of start to blend together, you know? And someone will ask me, like, what'd you do yesterday? And I'll be like, well, I, oh no, that was the day before. What did I eat for lunch? What did I, ha- I don't even know. Like, my days just all of a sudden are just one long blur. And I think the problem with that for me is when my days start to blur together, I actually run the risk of missing how God might be trying to speak to me or what God might be trying to teach me moment to moment to moment. And so we try and get in this practice of just slowing down through a prayer of examine. So I want to ask all of you in this room, this will only take about five minutes or so, but just get in a comfortable seated position. Great, good job. See, you're already good at this. You're already good at this. And then I'll just ask you to just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And I want to start with just a deep breath. And now I just ask you to take just 30 seconds now. And before we begin this practice, just invite the Holy Spirit to lead you. Invite God to sort of be in control of this time. And for you, if that's not language that necessarily works for you, maybe just take this time to invite your mind and your heart to just just be quiet. Just be still. Now with your eyes still closed, I want you to think back to yesterday, Saturday. 
And I want you to take a few minutes just to review the day with gratitude. Start first thing in the morning. What time did you wake up? What were some of the feelings that you had when you woke up? What did you have for breakfast? Was it good? Who did you eat with? And for the next couple of minutes, just review the day with gratitude and notice what emotions pop up. Maybe it's not gratitude. Maybe there's pain. Maybe there was a frustrating moment. Just think through the day. As you're continuing to think through and review your day, uh, I want you to choose just one moment, just one emotion, perhaps, and I want you to just talk to God about it. Talk to God about how that experience made you feel. Continuing on in that, now I actually want to ask you to sort of flip the script for a moment. And for the next 60 seconds or so, I'm actually, I'm going to ask Marvin to, to stop playing for a moment. And for us, for about 60 seconds, to sit in this silence, because now I actually want you to see if you can allow God to speak to you about that experience. And if this is not something you're used to doing, I find it's helpful to ask myself, what do I think God would want to say to me? about this experience or about this emotion. So about 30 to 60 seconds in silence, we're gonna allow God to speak to us. And now finally, 
I want you to bring your attention to the future. I want you to take a minute now and look to the future in hope. Based on the experiences you just reflected on and all those emotions, what are you looking forward to later today? What are you looking forward to maybe this week or even in the next month? Just take a moment now and look to the future in hope. because your eyes have been closed for a while, I'll ask you to slowly blink them open. You know, for me, um, sometimes I enter into this practice and my mind is just scattered everywhere. And I, if I'm totally honest with you, I feel like I didn't experience any of God's presence at all. So if that was your experience, I want you to know I'm right there with you. But for me, there really is just something so nice about just taking five minutes to really just be quiet, because I don't know about you, but I don't get a lot of quiet in my life. And so I hope that was helpful for you. Uh, so now we're gonna move on. We're gonna pray for our city, and, the, and we're gonna pray for our, our country. Um, now, I know many of you, I do as well, I love the city of Chicago. I love our city, I love living here, but I don't think I need to stand up here and make much of a case for the fact that our city is in need of prayer, right? I mean, I know many of you, I've had, I have conversations with you about the burdens that you feel on your heart for the problems of our city, whether it's the problems we hear all the time, problems of gun violence, homelessness, political corruption, or, or even just the fact that for some reason, still in 2019, our city, it's still so racially and economically divided in so many ways. Um, and so what, what I want to do... Um, is I don't just want to pray for the problems of our city, but I also want to give praise for the hope because I see God at work in our city as well. I know that there's many of you uh, who, who do work outside of the walls of this church to serve our city. And I want to acknowledge those of you who are, are volunteering in our city, those of you who serve on boards or work at nonprofits, just thank you so much for your work. And you should know that this church, we seek to serve our city as well to meet our city's needs in many ways outside of the walls of this church. Um, I'll give you one example of, of a way our church was seeking to serve the city. This past week, we uh, hosted our annual back-to-school bash. Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and what we do is our, every year, our church partners with Brown Elementary School to just throw a big party at the end of summer. And we had over 260 students there. There were 30 educators. And, and what we do there is, is we seek to provide these families and students with new school supplies and new uniforms so that they can go back to school this year excited, right? Because they have all of these new supplies. And so many of you, you helped to bless these students and, and bless those families and bless those educators. And we thank you for that. And again, this is just one of the many ways that our church kind of seeks to be an answer to many of the prayers that we're about to pray. But obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. And so we're going to take some time right now, and we're going to pray for the city of Chicago. And we're going to do it by praying through a song. 
Now, you may not realize this, but many of the songs that we sing up here on Sunday, they are prayers, right? They're modeled as prayers. And if you've ever sat next to me, if you ever had the pleasure of sitting next to me in one of our gatherings, um, you've probably noticed at some point throughout worship, I sit down. Um, and my wife hates this, by the way, because she's a rule follower. Um, but I don't do this to be disrespectful. I don't do it to like blow up Pat's spot up here or anything like that. I do it because I really want to make sure that I'm not just singing words when I sing these songs, but I really want the words of those songs to, to rest on my heart and to become my prayer. And so that's the opportunity we're going to have now. So I actually want to encourage you all to, in this next song that Pat is going to sing, I actually want to encourage you to stay seated and really let these words wash over your heart and let them be your prayer for our city. And during this next song, we, we're going to receive our offering, uh, I think this would be an appropriate time because you should know that a significant portion of the giving that happens here at Soul City, we pour it right back into the city of Chicago, seeking to be an answer, again, to many of these prayers. So if you're here this morning and you're ready to give, there are three ways you can do it. You can give online, you can give via text, or in just a minute during the song, our service hosts, they're gonna come through and they're gonna pass the buckets and you can give in that way. But, but I wanna encourage all of us over these next couple minutes Allow these words to wash over your heart. Allow them to bring to mind some of the thoughts, some of the emotions, some of the things that you're experiencing in our city. And let these words be your prayer.
You know, there's, um, there's a reason that, that many of these modern worship songs are, are modeled as prayers, and that's because there's actually a precedent for that in the Bible. Uh, if you open up your Bible somewhere towards the middle, you will find a book, likely, called Psalms, and that word psalm literally means song, and many of those songs in there are prayers. And what scholars and Bible nerds have sort of done over the years is they've taken these psalms and they've put them in three sort of categories based on uh, their, their emotion and their, what exactly they're expressing. Um, and the first are psalms of praise. Uh, that song that Pat introduced us to, uh, uh, that new song that we sang at the beginning of this gathering, talking about you are worthy, that that is a song of praise. This is where we praise God simply for who he is, right? Not, not because of anything he's done, but, but he is who he is. God, God says in scripture, I am who I am. And so these are songs where we, we just praise God. Uh, Psalm 145 is one of those. It says, uh, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to those who call on him. And it just goes on and on expressing this joyous praise to God. Next, we have Psalms of Lament, uh, and these are actually, surprisingly to me, they, I found out that they were actually the most common type of prayer that is found in Scripture, and these are where we, we bring our pain, or our grievances, or our frustrations, our anxieties. We bring all of that stuff that sometimes we feel like we have to carry on our own, and we just lay it before God. Psalm 13 is an example of it. The writer says, how long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? I, I just love like the utter vulnerability and honesty. He's not being like uber Christian, like praise your name, Jesus. He's like, this kind of sucks right now. You know, I love that honesty. And lastly, there are Psalms of Thanksgiving. And these are prayers where we give thanks to God for specific things that he has done. Thanking God for specific ways that he has shown up and come through for us. Psalm 136 is so famous, and it just starts, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And it just goes on and on, thanking God for what he does. And so these categories of, of praise, lament, and thanksgiving, these have sort of become a, a sort of an outline for prayers. To, to start with praise, move to lament, and then end with thanksgiving. And we're going to experiment with this outline now as we pray for our country. Now, if you're like me, many of you are like, can't we just start with lament? Like, I got a lot to talk about with you, God, you know, and I get it. Trust me, I, I totally understand that, and I'm sensitive to that. And it's for that reason that I actually think it's really important that we start with praise. Because here's the thing, Regardless of what you might think about what's going on in our country, or regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, regardless of what you think about our current leaders, what praying like this does is it protects us from becoming overly pessimistic and adversarial about the things going on in our country. But at the same time, it also protects us from turning a blind eye to the very real problems that exist. Even outside of using this structure to pray for our country, what praying like this does, it allows us to enter into a space that is realistic and hopeful, that is honest and joyful at the same time. 
And so what we're going to do, Marvin is going to be playing a little bit on the keys, and I'm going to open up this time for you to pray. And this is where I just want to ask you in all humility, some of you, to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. And I want us, we've been praying a lot to ourselves solo, uh, but prayer is also powerful in groups. And so I want to ask if, if maybe you came with someone or you're just sitting next to some people in your row, I want to ask you all to get together. Um, and, and if you need to stand up and maybe use the aisles to do this, that's fine. Um, and if you're a person, by the way, if you're a person who's a little bit more comfortable um, and maybe has a little bit more experience with prayer, I ask that you would take the lead here, perhaps. But what we're going to do is we're going to get together in, in small groups and we're going to start with a prayer of praise to God. And it doesn't even have to be about anything specific in regards to our country. Just get together with a group of people and maybe choose one person to pray over the group and just lifting up God for his goodness and his might and his power. Maybe some of the things that we've been singing about. So I want to open this up about 60 to 90 seconds. Get with the people next to you. Um, Just have a bit of a time of prayer, a prayer of praise. As you continue those, those prayers, you can continue to pray. Uh, I just want to invite you to transition when you're ready from, from a prayer of praise to a prayer of lament. Um, and this might not be something you have a lot of experience with, but I just ask now, whatever is on your heart, whatever burden you're feeling specifically for our country, whatever injustice is breaking your heart, I promise you, God already knows about it and God can handle it. So whether you're praying in groups or, or you're praying by yourself right now, again, just take a minute and lift up a prayer of lament to God. And then lastly, I'll invite you, uh, as you transition your prayer, to transition to a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, specifically around our country, what, what, good, what good things are you seeing in our country right now that, that you just want to praise God for? Uh, maybe you want to pray, even, even it, maybe if it's a, a leader or a certain thing that is happening in our country that you don't like, but there's some good happening, 
really challenge yourself and give God a praise and give God a thanks for the way that he's working in our country now. I'll give you yet another minute to do that. And as those prayers wrap up, I'll, I'll just say sort of one final, one final word of prayer over all of us. God, I, I thank you so much uh, for the prayers that have been prayed for our country. God, I echo those prayers. I echo the prayers of praise. I echo the prayers of lament. I echo the prayers of thanksgiving. And I ask that you would move in a powerful way, that you would respond to the brave prayers that have been prayed in this room, and you would move in a powerful way in our country. Lord, as we continue in our time of worship and as we continue in our time of prayer right now, would you continue to move in our hearts? In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to find your way back to your seat, and uh, as you're doing that, um, I, I just want to say one thing before we, before we move on and we sort of close here. Here's what I want to say. Um, I absolutely recognize that for many of you, especially... Uh, in that last sort of ask that I made of you, that was a, a very vulnerable and somewhat scary thing for some of you. Um, and so I just want to say, like, I know churches will do those things sometimes and then not acknowledge that there's people in the room that maybe felt a little weird. And I just want you to know I absolutely see you. And there have been many times in my life where that has happened and I felt like, oh, do I not belong here anymore? And I just want to say that is not true at all. That is not true at all. However you want to engage in this time, I hope you continue to do it. I absolutely do. That, that was just personal. I wanted to share that, so thank you. Um, lastly, we're, we're going to zoom out, and this is just the final thing we're going to do together. Um, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't zoom out one more time and just pray for the world. Pray for our globe. We got the whole world in our little prayer hands right now, so let's just do it, you know. Um, you know, in, uh, <laughs> in the Bible, in John chapter 17, Jesus, he prays a, a final prayer in front of his disciples. And if you read through the prayer, you'll see that there is a very specific theme because not unintentionally, he repeats himself over and over again. He says, may they be one. He says, may they be one, may they be one, may they be one. And finally, the last time he says it, he says, may they be perfectly one. Jesus's final prayer before he left this earth was for a more unified church and a more unified world. And again, this is something that our church seeks to engage in. We, we want to get outside of the walls of our church and outside the borders of our country. And we actually have an opportunity that I, that I, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, we have a trip coming up to El Salvador, um, coming up in November. And if you, I'm just here to say, like for me, I, I went to church kind of all growing up, um, but I didn't actually go on a, my first international trip with a church until I was in college. And I want you to know that there is something so, so special about going to a place where the people don't look like you, the people don't talk like you, 
but the minute you realize that they're worshiping the same God, it just changes your understanding of who God is and the way he works in the world. And so if that's something you're interested in, you can talk to me or any of our staff. Um, But today, what what we have an opportunity to do is we're going to try our best to mirror the unity that Jesus prayed for in this next practice. What we're going to do is we're going to do what some would call a call and response liturgy. It's a bit of a call and response prayer. Uh, You may have grown up in a tradition where this was very, very common, but the way it works, it's very simple. Uh, One person, that will be me, I will sort of begin a phrase, and then the rest of you, that will be you, you will sort of complete that phrase, and there'll be a script on the screen that we will say together uh, as one. And, and, And I want you to know um, I recognize that, that this type of prayer specifically, it can feel a little buttoned up sometimes. Like it can feel very traditional and like, oh, should I have worn a suit to church today? All these things. Um, but I want you to know that, that the heart behind a prayer like this is actually for us in our prayer to experience the unity that we're praying that God would bring. Does that make sense? That's the point of it. That's why we say the same words at the same time as a united church praying for the world to be more united. And so uh, I'm going to ask you all to stand as we say this final prayer together. We're going to read from this script, and then I will say one final prayer over you, and then we'll enter back into a time of worship. Uh, And so here's how this works. I will read the white text. You all will read the yellow text. And I just want to encourage you, don't let this be just you reading a script. Really see if you can just focus in and let these words be your prayer as you think about the globe. And so we begin. God of all creation, God who created and sustains the world, we pray for those facing financial poverty, for those who are hungry, for those who are thirsty, those without homes. We pray for the refugee, for those who have been displaced, for the outsiders and wanderers. We pray for the widow, for those who have experienced loss, for those who are grieving. We pray for the fatherless, for those who have been abandoned, for those without a guide. We pray for our world. We pray for healing, peace, and unity. God of all creation, What do you require of us to do justice, seeking peace and reconciliation, standing with the marginalized and forgotten, to love kindness, showing compassion and unconditional caring for those in need, to walk humbly, following in the steps of Jesus, lifting up not the work of our hands, but the power that sustains our service, God of all creation, we pray for our world. I just want you to stay in that posture. And as I say, one final prayer over you all. Lord, um, I thank you so much, God. God, I thank you for this morning as we were able to sort of break out of the way that we normally or traditionally do things to experience something new together. I believe uh, deep down in my spirit that when we seek you in new ways, we begin to experience you in new ways. We begin to experience a new part of your heart, a new aspect of your character, and I pray that would have been true for someone in this room this morning, God. I pray that this morning would have helped us take a step forward in our prayer life and therefore a step forward in our faith. And God, I want to pray a special prayer and a special blessing over this church and the people of this church. God, I ask 
that you would give us the courage to pray big prayers, to pray big prayers for those around us who feel like it's just never gonna get better with their situation. God, I pray we would pray bold prayers for our city, that we would see real change happen. God, I pray that we would pray huge prayers for our country, that, that we would see unity happening across political and racial and economic lines. God, I pray huge prayers for our world. God, that every tongue would confess and every knee would bow, God, as we, as we all lift our hands and we praise you because, God, you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. And, Father, I pray that we would recognize that not only are we called to pray these prayers, but we are also called to be part of the answer. We are called to leave these walls and not just pray, God, but also seek to be part of the answer, God. And we are so grateful that you would want to use us to bring bring your love, to bring your peace, to bring your reconciliation, and to bring your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And so now, Lord, in our final moments together, we enter into a final expression of prayer as we lift up praise and honor and glory because you deserve it because you're the God who listens to us. It's in Jesus' powerful name that we pray. Amen.